Welcome, fam, to a brand new episode of your favorite disruptive cannabis podcast. Let's talk about it. I'm your host, Rasulna Sativa, the Ayatollah of Indica, John Byrne Jovi, the Holy Hashashin, also known as Ned Sparks, Willie the Cool Penguin, the Holy Hashashin, I think I already said that, the impeached President of the United Bakes of America, Donald Blunt, also known as Lord Bonktomore. What's happening, fam? It's been an eventful month, and uh, I'm glad to be back behind the ones and twos. Um, there's no ones or twos here, just a microphone. No turntables and a microphone. Um, it's late-ish, and I'm recording way later than I wanted to. But I'm fresh, I'm ready. I'm excited to uh, fill you in on what's been going on. We got a lot of dope things to talk about, some not-so-dope things to talk about. And, uh, yeah, we're going to fucking keep them moving. So, before we jump into it, I would like to get into a little little spiel of my own. And, uh, you know... For those who don't know and are not local or don't follow me on Instagram for some reason but listen to the podcast uh, or have found my podcast and have not yet discovered me on the gram uh, so they wouldn't know, um, you know, I've been going through a lot from meme wars uh, with entitled children uh, to armed carjackings over fender benders. Um... I've had some some losses, some wins, and uh, dealing with a turbulent personal life, but we're not here to discuss my love life. We are here to discuss Maryland cannabis. We are here to discuss cannabis industry as a whole. So with that, we will dive right in. So I typically like to uh, identify what it is that my listeners, constituents, friends, fam, uh, the people that I interact with, I want to know what their concerns are, their questions, their comments, their uh, desired topics of speaking are. And um, this past weekend here in Baltimore, we had the very first uh, release of Cookies Genetics, and now I know a lot of you would like to hear about that. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it uh, because a lot of my um, questions or topic responses uh, to my post on Instagram were pertaining to the cookies release. And uh, as we're going to dive into today's episode, I just want to let you know I'm currently sparking up a, a joint of the Gelato 42. Now, this is my first solo dolo experience with the for- with any of the Colta uh, cookies collaboration fucking strand of ours. Now, first, for those who don't know, because I had somebody ask me in my DMs earlier today, they said, Elliot, well, they said, LB, I've heard of phenotype, genotype, blah, 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 blah. They're like, strain, strand, cultivar. I've heard of all of these things, and I'm wondering, where does it come from? And, uh, honestly... To the best of my knowledge, it is a made-up term made up by the greatest breeder of all time, Masonic Smoker, uh, possibly made up by Heavy Tea, and then made popular by black market cultivators. I have no fucking clue, but it's hilarious, and it confuses people, and they already are confused about what to call cannabis. I mean, a strain is, you got some people who will say no, strains pertain only to bacteria, you know, and then you have some people who, who say strand you know, but that's like fucking DNA. Or maybe strand is bacteria and strain is DNA. I'm not going to fucking fact check right now. Because um, I don't care. That's why I call it a strand of R. I've seen some people use interchangeably the words cultivar and cultivator. Which doesn't make sense, but it's cool. As I'm sitting here... Uh, know that my cats need cat food and are very grumpy at me right now for not getting it to them. Now, 
I follow a bunch of people in the industry, even some people that I don't necessarily like to follow, but, you know, political reasons and all that. Uh, one of the people that I follow, now I have no problem necessarily with them, and I think that they fight a very noble cause in trying to get uh, legalization here in Maryland, trying to fight for the rights of patients, etc. Um, working closely with normal, always good. But, you know, they uh, they made a post about, um, it was a repost from some company that was like, y'all are supporting these brands, same brands that are trying to push you out of the industry or stop you from being in the industry. And my thought process is like, how, what company, first of all, is trying to get other companies into the industry in a already oversaturated industry or a very exclusive industry no company wants to have other companies come in and take away from their bottom line. Uh, I just don't understand that. Uh, so I made some comments, you know, the guy that I am. And I wanted to, uh, and I thought it was important to, to ask some of these same questions because they, they basically replied with a, none of them care. So my response to that is where are the patients supposed to get their meds from? an unregulated black market, a mediocre medical market, you know, and then there was really no response. And uh, I was confused because, you know, I look at it and I look at the way our system is set up because they also made a comment about like, in reply to my saying that most, if you look at states that open the floodgates, like Oregon, right? They let you get a license to do whatever you want for $5,000. If you wanted to extract, you get the next fucking license. If you wanted to process you, edibles, you get that license. If you want to fucking grow, you get that license. Right? You get all the fucking licenses. You know, then they got way oversaturated. Bud was like $4 a gram tops. Um, you know, all these people started fucking losing money. And while everybody thought they were going to strike it rich, a lot of people are now growing hemp. A lot of people have fucking quit growing weed. I mean, I know a dude who was an owner of a grow, and while their grow wasn't that great, they fucking ended up having to sell. Uh, but the way their deal was worked out is my man's not going to get any of his money for, like, he's going to get it over the course of, like, five years, you know? And even then, he's, like, barely recouping more than his his fucking investments, right? Like, so he pretty much lost out on money. So as a man of business and somebody who thinks about these types of things, I mean, you have to think that just because you can get in doesn't mean you're going to be good and you still need the available assets. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have the sense or capability. You just see a lot of people who are like, I love weed. Well, let me in, you know. So the reply to that was, well, tell that to the minority applicants uh, here in Maryland. For those who don't know, Maryland had an opportunity to do something um, very progressive in regards to some social equity. And um, and they were opening up some more licenses, right, more than what they'd originally planned on doing. Uh, for those who don't know, the quote-unquote top fucking leafly rated company in Maryland. Curio filed a lawsuit that was systemically oppressive and uh, racially manipulative, uh, basically saying that, hey, whoa, slow it up. You can't release these licenses. It's, uh, you said you were only going to release this many. We don't even know that we need these licenses. And while I'll agree, because talking about opening up 10 processors licenses and four dispensaries the dispensary i get but open up 10 more fucking grows right the processors here in maryland already are having a hard time hard enough time uh you know sourcing enough product to process so anyway with that being said i i've replied with a statement pertaining to how well the head of the Black Caucus, who's deciding which applicants get what, 
uh, was recently under, is now under federal indictment uh, for bribery charges. She sold herself short on the ones they're charging her with. Um, but, you know, that's why they're getting sued right now. I mean, that was, they started getting sued before this came out, but they're getting sued because the whole process was fucked up. And there were so many applicants that just literally had straw man humans uh, set up to be the owner, quote unquote, to fit the bill of the minority ownership or the the lady ownership, right? Whatever the inclusive criteria was. And um, they needed to, they would have just gotten a small percentage of profits. And within a one to three year span, they would have been bought out of the company. And, uh, and that'd be the end of it. And it'd be owned by whatever multi-state operator was trying to fucking weasel their way in. So, like, the reality is that, you know, the whole system is fucked up. And, like, to be like, you're supporting these companies that don't give a fuck about you. I mean, yeah, some of the owners don't give a fuck about you. But there are enough people that use cannabis in this state to where they need fucking access, man. You know, I'd rather them go to fucking even the most dispensary I hate the most, you know, than have to go to a situation that makes them uncomfortable just to get some meds. You know, they may not, a lot of people didn't get involved because they didn't want to be in traditional markets. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Now, yes, I agree wholeheartedly that they need to let us grow. Um, but like, if we're going to talk about how Maryland has opportunity to be progressive, how Maryland has an opportunity to be inclusive to minorities and women. Um, you know, let's talk about the women that are already here. And I know I, I don't remember all of them, but the reality is Maryland is already uh, a fucking known state for having fucking fire humans owning their dispensary. Hope Wiseman, the owner of Marion, Maine, out in uh, Capitol Heights off 214. Um, she is the youngest black woman in America to own a dispensary, right? And yet her dispensary is struggling. So while we got all these people out here preaching buy weed from women, buy weed from women, buy weed from women, why the fuck aren't y'all out there in front of Hope Wiseman's dispensary buying weed from her? And it doesn't matter which bud tender you buy it from because ultimately you're helping her. Her business is struggling, right? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'd I'd think that she'd probably be looking at it at least at some offers. You know, people are hungry out there. They want them licenses, you know, and if the patients aren't going to support what's there, you know, why the fuck would you want to open up more licenses? Keep it the same. Doesn't fucking matter. We have we have the youngest black woman in history to own a dispensary. And y'all don't want to support. Right? Some people go up to fucking Annapolis protesting with signs, being mad at these fucking politicians for being politicians. You can't control them. You can't change their fucking way of doing business. And you don't have the fucking money to grease their palms. So what you need to do is take them same fucking signs, flip them over... Cross out what you have written on the one side, flip them over, make some new fucking signs that say, hey, come buy weed from Hope Wiseman. Hey, come to Marion, Maine. Right? You should be out there fucking giving out flyers saying, hey, we got, uh, we got historic black women in cannabis. Come support them. Right? Where's that fucking energy? You know, I just don't get it. Right? And, and I'll say, you know... I mean, it's not a convenient spot for me to be, but, you know, I've gone down, I've had many a conversations with Hope, you know, and, and honestly, in thinking about this, I'm going to fucking push a little bit harder for her. You know, the reality is, like, while we are waiting to see what they do with these licenses and who they award them to uh, and, and how they re-judge the criteria or whatever it is they're going to do, you know... We need to be out there doing what we can already fucking do. You know. Um, speaking of multi-state operators, oh, that's going to bring us right into our next fucking segment.
So yeah, speaking of multi-state operators, I'm about a third of the way through this uh, joint of Gelato 42, by the way. Um, it's burning clean. It's definitely not a bone white ash, I will admit. But my mouth has a, a coating of sweetness. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the forty two in a minute, man. I'm gonna get to the forty two in a minute. <coughs> so yeah, MSOs. Our state's fucking full of them. Right? People are talking about companies that aren't even a multi state company. Bitchin'. Talking about a licensing agreement. Bitchin'. When you have companies like Cureleaf, right? These fucking guys. Right? Cureleaf. Right? Cureleaf owns fucking multiple dispensaries, multiple grows now. They bought out HMS, right? They bought out fucking Elevate Tacoma, Zenity Wellness, which was the HMS dispensary. Grassroots, their whole competitor, they bought another multi-state operator instead of just one fucking distress license, right? Like, they're taking over, right? And this fucking, this dude, CEO Joe Lasardi, says, Cureleaf is well, well known and respected in the industry. I don't fucking know about you, but I've seen plenty, plenty, plenty of Cureleaf complaints. Right now, in other in New Jersey, Cureleaf is fucked up. You know, there's a, a a former Maryland patient who's now in New Jersey, and she constantly posts about how garbage they are. Florida trash, Illinois trash. <sighs> you know, it's just uh, it just is what it is, man. Fuck Cureleaf. They're uh, they're ruining the state of Maryland. Um, I don't know about that, but they fucking are definitely making a ton of money off of uh, people <coughs> who don't understand what mids are. And I've realized that mids is such a varying topic that we're gonna have to give it its own fucking episode. Next episode, we're gonna have a whole discussion about mids and what constitutes mids because there are a lot of people who think when the phrase mids is brought up that we're talking about some stemmy. CD brick cartel weed, and we are not. We're uh, there's a lot of things that can be mids these days, and I'm gonna fully break it down for you on the next fucking episode. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for my Lord Bongtomar's run through of Saturday's cookie release. The first Baltimore, the first East Coast cookies release, right? Coast to coast, left to right, right to left. The reality is we had a fucking blast, you know? It's uh, it's kind of a big deal. Like, there's a lot of fucking hate on Big Burn. Right, I've had a ton of people in my DMs. I've I've met people who are like, wow, cookies, wow, wow. And I'm like, why? And they're like, it's burner. It's burner. I'm like, what does that mean, it's burner? Like, I think about of all the people that I would want running a fucking big company, it'd be somebody like him. Somebody that comes from a traditional market and understands what it is to fucking put your life on the line for the plant. Help the patients access fucking meds. Ensure... That shit costs bread. But the reality is, that's not new. Good weed has always cost money. Like, I don't give a fuck. The reality is that people are just going to fucking hate. And you sound fucking corny. Being like, oh, well, there's this and that and this. Not trying to nitpick every little fucking detail of every little fucking thing. It's like, dude, Maryland had a big fucking moment in cannabis, right? We are not traditionally known. We're known for fucking crab cakes and football, baby. And after last night's horrendous fucking display of uh, a lack of fortitude on the behalf of the Baltimore Ravens, that was fucking, yeah, that was like a soda that's been left out for a week with no cap, flat. And that's fucking no cap. 
And I'm and I'm fucking upset because the Ravens goddamn the city of Baltimore was electric all day on Saturday, right? Friday after close, cult to close down and they put out barriers, they had security, right? And people started coming through. I pulled up around fucking midnight shortly after um see who was there, see what it was looking like, peep the scene, uh get with the people and uh and find out what people were doing, what they were excited for and uh and ultimately get people pumped, man. Or help them maintain a level of pumpness. Uh, because they were pumped on their fucking own. You know? Um, I went, saw a bunch of people I already knew. My man, Double G, got grind, local artist, played a show at the Baltimore Soundstage, and, and, and he was over there, boogied right, right over to 215 Key Highway for, for Colta's release the next morning, camping. Shout out my man, Marilyn Dabber, 420. He was there. Crushing it. Got there in the uh, the early a.m. You know, I saw uh, my man Ramen Noodles. Um, a whole bunch of people. Right? It was uh, it was awesome. You know, getting to be with people who, who were genuinely excited. I mean, because the reality is, like, we get a lot of bullshit. You know, and, and people don't understand the cultural end of things here in Maryland. Maryland's a very fucking entitled state full of people who think can't like i don't even know if these people even smoked weed before they got a med card and here they are trying to run the whole fucking community and the reality is it's like dude i know this weed shit is new to you but fucking sit back and smoke some chill the fuck out and and learn something before you start just fucking jumping into the conversation because if you sound st- and look stupid i'm gonna tell you sound looks stupid just as i would expect you to do the same to me but make sure your fucking facts are right. You know? Like, Maryland doesn't get a lot of cultural cannabis events. I mean, fuck, the after party for this event, you couldn't even smoke in that joint. Right? How you have a cookie is after party and you can't even smoke none of the cookies that you got in there. I mean, come on. So, the the fact that we had... Uh, we had gotten to see a line... Shit, 400 people deep, uh, going down the side of the road, you know, shit was mad chill, people were medicating, not anywhere near the the building, I mean, you know, it was too many people for them to, to stop it, man, no police harassing us, like, it was good, man, people were honking, people were, were loving it, the people of Fed Hill, they never seen nothing like this before. You know, Susie Susie Lou is fucking running down the road with her yoga pants and enjoying the nice weather on Saturday with her her fucking husband Ted. And they live around the corner. They never seen a a weed line, four hundred people deep, looking like a supreme drop. I mean, shit was fucking cool, man. That shit felt good. Felt good to see you know the community. Like that's some real community shit. That's some real. Uh, cultural shit for me. That's what's that's what gives me goosebumps. That's what makes this this industry great. This world great. You know, when it comes to the the world of cannabis, the wild fucking world of cannabis, is being able to fucking actually be a part of a community. I didn't see people complaining in line. You know, I was running up and down that line like a madman trying to help people, like know what they were getting themselves into because. There was a lot of people popping cherries, and this was like their first time doing some cool shit like this. You know, it was their first time uh, trying some quote-unquote exotic genetics and not having to worry about what's in the fucking bag. What's in the bag? You don't got to worry. It's what they say it is. You know, stamped by Big Burn and Powers himself. Happy birthday to Powers, by the way. Today is the man's birthday. Um... On on Saturday, day of the drop, um, owner, founder of Colta Cannabis Company, and friend of the Let's Talk About It podcast, my man Mackie Barch. Um, it was his birthday, right? This was a big day. It was his birthday, probably one of the single biggest days of his cannabis career to this point. Um, you know, you had you had a, a kingpin of cannabis. 
big burn in the building going above and beyond. You know, I mean, it was the little shit. He came Friday night. He came through and like pulled up and was like out there with the people that were camping, talking to him, being involved. Like uh, the next day he w- he was walking the line. Right. He walked down the whole way, got people on his live, like was was checking out the scene, loving it. You could tell that guy was pumped, taking pictures with everybody who fucking wanted one inside the store. You know, he didn't have to do all that shit. And most of the time, rappers don't. You know, he came to the uh, the after party. He was there chilling, uh, interacting, mixing, mingling with the, the patients and those who, who came out to support. Like, you know, I, I think about I, those are the kinds of things and the kinds of elements about this whole uh, collaboration and, and licensing agreement between Colts and Cookies is that, you know, it, it brings an element of the culture here that that our state is frequently missing. You know, an element that I'm constantly trying to bring and help uh, help to grow. You know, this fucking, yo, this Cookies release had Trappers in their feelings. I've seen it. Trappers in their feelings all weekend. I've been seeing all the Trappers posting all the Cookie strains, all the Cali ones. <coughs> I got to smoke some of the, some Cali soap on Friday with my homie. That shit was fire. Shout out to Jay Beasy and the rest of the Sea Junkies on their collab. That shit was mad frosty. And actually, the soap is probably the best looking one of the, uh, Six strand of ours that got released on Saturday via Colta. In my humble opinion. Um, mm, it was a, it was it was ultimately a good day. You know, I was planning on getting there early, but I had a late fucking night, man. Friday night I went to uh I went to old phone homies, uh Terpene beer release at Three Stars Brewery down in DC local brewery. Um, jumping in a little bit of the cannabis space. They had uh, infused the beer with uh, terpenes from the sage plant and something else. Some company up in Massachusetts was extracting them. Uh, They blended very well with the hops in the beer, blended right in. Uh, the, The beer was absolutely phenomenal. I showed up with no ticket in hand, was able to finagle my way in, uh, was able to get not one, but two, Commemorative glasses. For those who don't know, I'm a glass. I'm a glass. Th- as much as I take your letters, I'm taking your glasses too. I love a commemorative glass. And uh, fortunately, I had some some fam that was willing to give theirs up, and uh, found one sitting by itself, empty, uh, with nobody claiming it after quite some time. So, um, you snooze, you fucking lose. My bad, dude. They were probably busy taking a dab in the fucking RV or or taking a selfie with dabbing Granny after she Wu Tang the blunt. Um, and it was great. Uh had a few brewskis, like I said, went up uh went up, but I was definitely tired, so instead of showing up at about four in the morning, five in the morning like I was planning, I showed up about eight almost. I had a whack ass Uber driver. If I had remembered his name I would tell you, but he was playing some like gospel music the whole ride huh, ride down to fucking Colta. Um he was like, Oh man, you smell like smoke. I was like, Yeah, I just finished smoking. I was like, oh, man, oh, man. People are going to get in after you are going to say that I'm under the influence. I'm like, uh, sorry. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. And so I played around on my phone until I got there, showed up. Man, I was pumped. The line had uh, tremendously grown since um, since I had been there the night prior. You know, I've, I started walking up and down. Started talking to my fam from the night before, talking to all the people in line that um, I told to fucking hit me up. Shout out to everybody that uh, that was hitting me up all last week, all the week before, telling me they were going to be there, telling me they were going to grab me, take a picture, right? Listen to me when I told them to make sure they grabbed me and stopped me and said, what's up? Dapped it up because I wanted to talk to them, you know? And, and for me to be able to be there with, with people that I don't get to uh, see on a regular basis that I interact with, via DMs, via, uh, you know, fucking tags of memes and, and however we interact, um, it was good to do it in person. You know, it was some real social media. You know, we got to 
to meet in real life and be friends in real life and, and sesh together in real life and, and, and be together. Right. And that's what I, that's what I long for in this state. But, um, you know, so shit like this, it brings people together. And I know, uh, I mean, like I said, I saw a line of 400 plus people and I didn't see any people complaining. Everybody was too high to be complaining. Too excited. Um, but yeah, so as I was saying, to to drop it back a little bit, all the tra- the local trappers that were posting all their cookie shit, I even saw a screenshot of one dude, like, so please, dude, tell me honestly, how was it in your opinion? How did it compare? How did it compare to the weed that I don't grow, but I I serve you with? Oh, please tell me. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, when they were like, oh, yours is better. They were like, oh, well, uh, that's when the ego came in. Oh, uh, 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 well, they tried. You know, like, that shit is just goofy to me, dude. It's like you're talking about weed that you didn't even grow. And uh, that you have no real attachment to. And you're, like, upset, wondering, you know. That's like... Wondering if, you know, after after you please a, a lady, that's like wondering what her ex-boyfriend was like and if his dick was bigger than yours. That's what it sounds like. And, and of course, she's going to lie to you and say, oh, no, yours is great. Just like the fucking consumer. Oh, so, yeah, so I got to... Um, I got to meet a lot of people uh, face-to-face that I don't get to to meet, but interact with me quite regularly and uh it was awesome man uh shout out to everybody that blessed me you know if if you want to become my friend in real life bless me uh uh no in all seriousness thank you it's it's humbling when somebody wants to share something with me uh my buddy uh west be more buds got to finally meet him in person and he shared some strawberry gorilla glue that i'm extremely excited to check out um, and share with you guys as well. Um, local uh, local humans doing the damn thing. And um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think about uh, all the different elements of this event. Right? There was a, there was a quarter limit, um, you know, on, on product. And then towards the end of, uh, once the line was getting towards the end, you know, it was pretty much a, a game time decision that, well, you know, if you wanted to get back in line you could get another up to a quarter and you had to wait through the line. And, and I saw a couple of people make it through twice, you know, they were early up in the line. So it was, uh, it was good for them, but you know, the, there were a lot of people that were able to get out of there and, uh, and get, get away with like a, a half ounce, you know, so shout out to you guys. And, um, it was good. I think, uh, the threat of, $70.8 scared a lot of people away. Um, I think people wanted to see kind of how this went, what this bud was looking like before they invested their time and energy. You know, the line uh, the line moved real quickly. I think there was uh, some operational hang-ups in the beginning, just trying to get the flow down. And uh, But once... The volunteers started alerting everybody to um, the fact that these patients needed to refill out um, their paperwork for a compliance thing, um, and they could do it right online. Uh, It was easy peasy lemon squeezy. You know, they had a a sniffing station where uh, Jay, the uh, head grower for Colta, uh, a good buddy of mine who I've gotten to uh, gotten interact with on multiple occasions including meet the grower events at the dispensary and inside the grow. Hopefully, uh, in the very near future, I'll be out at the Colt to Grow again, um, getting to interact with him some more, seeing what these plants are growing like, what what the process has been like. I'm super, super excited. Uh, maybe we'll do a little impromptu um, podcast interview. Huh? 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 But yeah, so um, the line moved pretty quickly. They had people going in 20 at a time. Um, you know, and people would come out, they'd let some more people in. It's good to go. Uh, all their people, big shout out to the staff. 
they held it down. I'm sure it was relatively easy. Like I said, the sniffing station made it easy for people to kind of um, make their decision by the time they got up to the counter. And they had menus in line so that everybody got to look at what the terpene content was, the THC levels, the different cannabinoids, etc. A little description, nice little description of the bud. And, uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of things in place to, like, help really make sure that the little, all the bases were covered and people were able to get in and out quickly. You know, I think, um, I think knowing that you're talking about one of, if not the best cultivator in Maryland, uh, you know, one of the best dispensaries in the state. And I know, I know the common complaint is they don't have a loyalty program. They don't have a loyalty program or like a rewards program, but you know, Neither does Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, so they were giving out a ton of free swag, a ton of stickers, lanyards, koozies. Snagged two of them myself. Um, some t-shirts got given away. People were getting gift bags. Um, Chef John Krieger, the owner of Fusine Baltimore, uh, one of the newest... Uh, flyest restaurants getting ready to open up down in Canton. Um, he was there sharing some some pulled pork sandwiches. Um, there were donuts getting passed out. Him and his lady Val uh, really helped feed the crowd. I mean, you know how we get in line. There was uh, water being given out. I mean, it was just uh, it was a really dope environment, man. You know, I got to uh, share some of my experience with these different strand of ours, uh, including, like I said, the soap, which I just smoked the day before. It's fresh in my mind. The only one I hadn't had that got released, which uh, the six were Georgia Pie, Cereal Milk, Gary Payton, Gelato 42, um, Cheetah Piss, and uh, the old Gary Payton, right? So... A um, lot of heat, a lot of heat. You know, the the Gary Payton and, and Cereal Milk are pretty much just Snowman Finos or, you know, a little Snowman Cross. But, um, you know, which is definitely a classic Powers Up genetic and uh, one of my personal Cookie Fam favorites. Um, it was good, man. Mackie was out there with the people. Um, Burner was out there with the people, Powers was out there with the people, um, you know, I really think that everybody had a good time, I saw a ton of not only, um, just regular old patients, but I saw a lot of, uh, industry patients, and, uh, it was good to see the, the industry embracing some of the culture, too, and, uh, you know, I know that everybody, uh, Seemed like everybody had a good time. And, um, you know, oh, pricing. So, yeah, we had we had spoken. It was it was pretty much expected they were going to be around the $70 mark, and it turned out everything was $65. So, I mean, that felt good. You know, you're talking about the, the average price point for all the good Colta strains is $60. Right, you're talking about tacking on an extra five dollars for the cookie name for some genetics that, um, you know, it's up to the consumer to decide if it's worth it to them to spend five more dollars than they already spend, you know. And Verano, while there are a lot of uh, a lot of places that aren't selling it for sixty five anymore, it still is out there at some places for sixty five and eighth. Um, they charge by the fucking jar. They stop putting Bavita packs in it, right? They don't, the shit's always dry. Rumors floating around about nastiness in the grow. Who knows, right? Um, sorry, Verano, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, until they let me in the grow, I, I don't know. I, I can't confirm nor deny what the hell's going on. I can just go based off what I, I do, what little I do see via Verano employees and uh, what ex-employees say to me, which, as we know, you know, disgruntled ex-employees, I take their word with a grain of salt. 
that's all the way, all the way stamped. Um, but we were talking about paying $5 more for uh, genetics that are not easily available uh, to the consumers here in this state unless they go and enjoy the gray market of D.C. where there's no guarantee, you know? You could be getting what's what the bag says it is, or you could be getting something totally different. You know, you may know, you may not know. But the reality is, you get a little blue bag with some power in it for $5 more than the normal cost. And they got to pay burn a tax, man. I know that guy is not fucking cheap. Can't be. You know. Um, was it worth the hype? So I haven't really smoked a whole lot of it yet. Um, I can tell you I parked my 42 joint. It's definitely hitting. I don't think that... Um, I don't think where it's at right now, it's cured as much as I would like it to be. You know, I think some of the... Uh, and I think from what I've seen with the Gary Payton, like my Gary, my bag of Gary smells good. Uh, but some of the complex notes in the Gary, I don't know if they're in there at the moment. I think that it needs a little more time curing up, uh, which has happened to me with Colta strains before, you know, especially in some of the early runs. Like we're talking about the first run. Did it probably, did some of these probably need to cure more? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you this 42, it's good. It's definitely hitting. It's sweet, but I think with a little more curing, another five five days, seven days, uh, this shit would be fire. I mean, it looks fire. Bag appeal is A1 on all of them. Um, everything's super frosty. Everything pretty good. I think nug structure could be a little better, but that's, that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen over the next couple runs, right? And I know, I know Jay as a grower sees, you know, when something gets harvested, he's all over uh, identifying what the issues are and, and what he needs to do to improve. And uh, with these finicky-ass cookies genetics, um, I'd say that he's done a pretty pretty damn good job. Um, you know, I know shit came down to the wire with them uh, as far as deadlines and uh, making sure that all the product was going to be able to be there. Um, you know, that's what happens when stuff gets rushed to market. You know, you just kind of got to deal with it. But overall, I mean, this 42, the flavor's good. Somebody said they thought it burned harsh. I, I don't think that was the case. Um, you know, I think that it definitely, like, all the flavor is there, but it's just not as strong as it could be. Um... It's good, man. Uh, I'm ex I'm excited. They they've done good work with uh, the gelato crosses that they currently have in their stable. I'm I'm definitely excited to see how this 42 comes out over the next couple runs. And like I said, hopefully they'll get me out to the grow here soon, so that uh, you know we can see how things are improving and see how things are going. Um, am I personally uh, am I personally going to continue to get the cookies releases? Yeah. Fucking probably. And I can tell you that shit was... Uh, I mean, I didn't get a discount on any of it. Nobody fucking did. From what I understand, uh, their employees weren't even, even able to buy any. Right? It was for the patients. And they were all cool. Man, like, you know, I said something to a couple of them about it. And they were like, nah, man. It's for you guys. It's for everybody. Right? And so I, I thought that was really cool. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, somebody asked me earlier, how does the quality compare to current Maryland quality? And I'd say it's good. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people DMing me. I've been asking a lot of people what they thought. You know, I've been in contact with a bunch of people that were there yesterday and, and having some conversations. And I don't think it's an even amount that are saying... Uh, 
it's good or it's bad. I think it's a little more on the, the good side. But, you know, I get it. There were a lot of people that are, are waiting to... Um, we're waiting to see how this was. And I get, you know, for them, it may not have lived to the hype. But for me, I also have realistic expectations. And I know how things are going to go and, and what things are probably going to be like. So for me, this this hit the mark. I mean, this was a great start. Is there room for improvement? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, but I also know who we're trusting to grow this shit, you know, and whether you like it or hate it, you know, I like, uh, I like the flower that, that Colta grows and I'm excited to see how this cookie shit goes. Plus all the new shit that's going to be coming out, all the, the lemonade line, more the JBZ, um, mince line, grandiflora, Jokes up, all the fucking genetics that you know and love, um, you know, based on raps and dudes like LB coming and hanging out, popping up. It should be fun. Um, you know, and the thing is, like, some of these companies do have some hype genetics, like uh, HMS has some cuts of Mac. But nobody gives a shit because they're fucking grown like trash. Um, you know, I had the number two, and I did not like it. The People said the eight was better. I didn't try it, and I didn't try the ten, but apparently the ten was, was like that. Um, but I actually met an HMS, HMS employee, and him and I are connected, and I think uh, I may be able to come check out their facility, which is one I'm excited to see. Um, you know, how, uh, people asking about the cure, the cure, the cure. Like I said, I think, uh, I think with some of these, the cure probably could have been done a little longer, but, uh, when you got to rush it out to the market and, and put it out, I think it's something that still is beating out the quality of a lot of other shit and still a higher cure quality cure than a lot of other companies do regularly. Yeah, you know, so I mean, to me, it's all relative. Um, I think it was important and it was a a great time on all aspects. We went to the uh, after party for a little while after. Got to see uh, a lot of the people that were there earlier. Burns showed out. Um, you know, filled me in that the next uh, collab album is going to be with the OG, the infamous Be Real, Cypress Hill. Uh, and also Canapreneur and longtime friend of Big Burn. Uh, this will be their fourth album together. But he says it's not going to be Prohibition 4, so we will see. Uh, either way, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much all my insight on the cookies drop. I'm fucking high right now. I parked that 42, and now I sparked it back up. Like I said, it's burning white. <coughs> Got it rolled up in a raw paper. Didn't grab any vibes. I spent all my money on the weed. Um, you know how it is. But, yeah, so, if you, uh, I want to know how, how you felt about it, what you were thinking, what your thoughts were on the whole event. Uh, so please, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message uh, on Instagram, Lord Bonktomore, uh, fucking... Twitter, at Bongtomore, wherever. Thanks. So I think that's going to um, going to about wrap up our podcast for today. I'm um, starting to get tired, starting to ramble. Uh, I think it's time for me to kick back, fucking maybe get a little yoga in, a little Wim Hof breathing. I've been bullshitting on the breathing, you know. I don't know why. Shit's a pain in the ass for me. It's hard for me to get in the zone, focused. Uh, pay attention. And it's hard to fucking hold your breath for that long when you're a goddamn smoker. A dirty, dirty smoker. Um, I had a blast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Again, everybody that came out that was at the release that I got to see, that I got to talk to, that I got to finally meet in person, that I got to uh, 
just catch up with because uh, I, I interact with them regularly. Uh, it was excellent to see you, man, um, and women, uh, and anybody as whatever gender they feel like being. Um, if you found some value, had some fun, you already know, please uh, refer this podcast to your friends. Uh, go like, subscribe, write a review. Uh, let me know what you think, what you like, what you didn't like. Um, let's get it done, man. Uh, let's keep pushing the culture forward and uh, and make sure you're vocal about what it was that uh, that was good and uh, and what was an opportunity for improvement. Uh, because that's the only way these companies are going to grow. That's the only way is when you use your fucking voice. So please speak up, be constructive. And while yeah, we like to fuck around and call shit mids because it is uh the reality is like you got to be informed enough to know what you're looking for and uh and push these companies to put out a better product because they're willing to listen uh when you can be constructive so thank you again uh and i hope to see everybody at the next cookies release that didn't make it out and uh and you can compare for yourself have a good evening. Baltimore out. Oh, yeah. And go to Marion, Maine Dispensary if you're a Maryland patient. And go buy some weed from fucking women. I.e. the youngest black dispensary owner in the history of the United States. Hope Wiseman. At I am Hope So Dope. On Instagram. And probably something comparable on Twitter. And check out everything she's got going on. Stay up to date on Marion Main News, on uh, how to be a dope business person, and uh, watch someone with a beautiful hustle um, and a, a family-oriented mindset focused primarily on patient access. Get your ass down there and support ASAP because those are the types of small business dispensaries that we we talk so highly of, but yet don't go to. So if you don't want multi-state operators, then help keep the small guys in business and the small gals and help make them the big gals and big guys and keep it moving.